When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And now launching Mackie and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? I see Minnesota as a really, really good team too, man. They, they, they got a really, really, really good team. They got good pieces and I think at the end of the day, he's trying to motivate those guys. Those guys need to get in the room, sit, talk, be transparent with one another and uh, discuss things like teammates, man. You know, face-to-face, uh, being transparent, talking, communicating has always been like the best way for me. I, I understand what he's trying to do, just the way that he's going about it might, might be like not so the best way to me. You know, I feel him, I understand him, I know he's passionate, but just the way he's doing it, I don't, I'm not feeling that. I don't think the Timberwolves are really happy with what's coming back, you know, they, you know, you know, I talk to whoever I talk to up there just hearing what's out here, and I'm sure y'all hear the same things, but I don't know if you're going to get, would you trade Jimmy for, like, Jimmy is like an A-minus player, man. I don't see him as a super, superstar in our league, but he's definitely a, a player who can get a bucket, who can stop you. You know, he's definitely going to make your team better, but I don't, I don't know if you get something back in return. You know, I don't know if team's going to give that up for him. Totally understand him. I totally get it. And he's dealing with Glenn, who, who doesn't know shit about basketball. Glenn probably Taylor. Is a great. Yeah, probably. Well, I is think we wasn't concerned about the title part. I know. You know, gonna make money, but he don't know anything about basketball. Is Jimmy leaving? Can Tibbs let him go? These are the days of our wolves. Manny Hill, happy dysfunction day. It's finally here. Yes. The dysfunction comes full circle as the Wolves will open the season tonight against San Antonio with Jimmy Butler on the floor. And I have come around. I would like to say thank you to Glenn Taylor and to Tom Thibodeau for allowing this dysfunction to take what could have just been a bad, boring basketball team. I think it still might be bad because it's so dysfunctional. But I don't care at this point. We get tonight, mm-hmm. as far as we can tell, we get Friday night at Target Center. The level of booing, the only decision to make is, is it going to be worse for Butler or Tibbs? This is, now I'm to the point of, I'm glad they didn't trade him, because although that probably would have been the professional move, that would have been the business-like move, mm-hmm. This is now going to be great fun starting tonight, including what I predict might be a bench-clearing brawl tonight. The first time in the NBA that there will be a bench-clearing brawl that will not involve the opponent. <laughs> I think we got a chance. You, you, my friend, 
Judd Zolgad are learning why I love the NBA so much. This this is why. Like I, I'm a basketball nerd. I love basketball. It's my favorite sport. I, I will openly admit to that. But not only do I love the NBA because it's my favorite sport, but this, the drama. This is what I love. This this is why so many. This is why the league is so popular. This is why ratings are through the roof because it's stars. It's drama it's it's theater it's it's fantastic these are why the ratings have been through the roof for the last handful of years even though everybody knows who the champion is going to be every year it's nearly wrestling at this point yeah it's nearly wrestling right now so so the sound bites that we played to open today's show were uh, kevin garnett last night from the area 21 uh portion of tnt's nba coverage on with the TNT folks last night. And in case you missed that last one, this is uh, KG, a two-time wolf, who's now had two time two times had falling outs with Glenn Taylor, talking about Glenn Taylor. I'll play it again. I totally understand him. I totally get it. And he's dealing with Glenn, who, who doesn't know shit about basketball. Glenn, Glenn Taylor. Great, yeah, probably well, I a, think we weren't concerned about the Taylor part. I know. <laughs> you know that to make money, but he don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> But Manny Hill, Glenn Taylor, according to KG, might not know bleep about basketball, but he did find time finally, finally on the record, to talk to a reporter. It should not come as a surprise. Sid Hartman of the Star Tribune. And we should make oh. this clear that Glenn owns the Star Tribune. Now, Correct. you would have thought he might, might talk to Chris Hine, who covers the beat, but he elected to talk to Sid. Mm. There are a few takeaways from what Sid wrote in his column today that are very interesting. I will just read thusly from Sid's column. Please do. Thibodeau has three years left on a five-year contract worth about $40 million. Is he Is he coaching for his job? Question mark. Quote Glenn Taylor. No, no. The only thing now is that we're starting to play games, and I am asking him to concentrate on coaching, Taylor said. GM Scott Layden will help to see if any trades are available. Now, that quote goes back to the agreement that was reported on Sunday, where Glenn, before practice, met with Jimmy Butler... And the agreement is, I will try to trade you, Jimmy, if you're a, a good employee about this. So if you don't cause problems, we're not suspending you, which I still think they probably should have, but they didn't. And so the agreement was, I thought initially, that Glenn was going to look into trading Jimmy Butler. If indeed Glenn is telling the truth here now, and Scott Layden is going to replace Tibbs in searching for a trade partner to deal Jimmy Butler, you realize Jimmy Butler's going nowhere. Because Scott Layden, first and foremost, answers to whom? Tom Thibodeau. Yes. So he's not going to be traded. So now the question becomes, all right, if the deal is Glenn talked to Jimmy, and if he even made it sound slightly like, I I will try to trade you, but then went to Tibbs and Layden and empowered them again, if you're Jimmy, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before you decide, bleep this, I'm going ballistic again. Which leads to the 1500 ESPN Twitter poll that is posted right now asking when Jimmy goes ballistic next time and go on and vote right now, does he have another verbal meltdown like he did two weeks ago? Does he punch Andrew Wiggins? Does he punch Cat? Or does he just flat out skip everybody and punch tips? Because the next Jimmy Butler meltdown 
is if you are really empowering Scott Layden, who reports to Tibbs to make a trade, there's no trade coming. There's zero chance that they are going to... Tibbs has made it very clear. He would rather play for this year and keep Jimmy and lose Jimmy and completely scrap any future this franchise might have if that means that he's basically fired at the same time Jimmy Butler leaves. So so yeah. this is this is now this is now the clock is ticking for the next Jimmy Butler meltdown. If if that is the mindset that Tom Thibodeau has because I can understand him having that mindset as the head coach. Because, yeah, the head coach, he doesn't want to trade Jimmy Butler. Because, obviously, we know how good Jimmy is. And he has the great relationship with Jimmy, supposedly. But as the president of basketball operations, your job is to, you know, along with being concerned about the well-being of the roster as it's constructed currently, you also have to consider the future of the franchise as well. That's also part of your responsibility as president of basketball operations. So my thought is, if Tom Thibodeau is truly just going all in on this season and he's perfectly fine with losing Jimmy Butler to free agency because Jimmy's made it perfectly clear that he does not intend to stay here beyond this season. Mm-hmm. If 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 the mindset as the president of basketball operations is that you're okay with that and you're not proactively trying to ensure the oh, future of the, of the he's franchise. He's proactively sabotaging it. Then then you not you need to not be president of basketball. So if operations. you're Jimmy Butler and you melt down the next time, do you skip to do you skip your teammates and just punch tips? I don't know if he'll actually do that. But would you put it past him? Would you put it past Tibbs to punch back? This is headed. They they have put in. The, this is why I'm thanking them. They put into motion something here that's going to be completely off the tracks. All right. Oh my goodness. All right. This point, is something, man. I love this. Point two from today's Sid piece. I am going to play this soundbite first. This is Jimmy Butler a week and a half ago or so after his meltdown at practice. Steps into an orchestrated interview with Rachel Nichols of ESPN, and she says, "Okay." There have been reports that you essentially asked to be traded right before training camp. What's the truth, Jimmy? How soon after the season did you tell him how you feel? Four days. Four days after the season? Four. How clear were you? Have you ever known me to hide anything? <laughs> I'm just asking. Look, look what happened today at practice. I know. <laughs> have you ever known me to hold back? Mm-hmm. No. There, there, there's an I, I was completely honest about everything. About everything. And now the portion of today's program where Manny Hill's head comes off his shoulders. Hmm. I told you I did not want you to see this until I read this to you on the show from Sid's column today. Okay. Because you have been, when you heard that soundbite, I would say that's as upset as you got about this entire situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. That you were uh, that you were potentially amused and at times frustrated, but you heard that and said, this is ridiculous. It this was is mind-boggling absurd. to me. All yep. right. Let me read you from Sid's column. This is going to be one paragraph that Sid wrote. And then a paragraph quote from Glenn Taylor. Some media outlets this week reported Butler requested a trade immediately following the Wolves' exit from the playoffs last season. Taylor said that as far as he knows, that is incorrect. Let me play you Jimmy Butler talking again. How soon after the season did you tell him how you feel? Four days. Four days after the season? Four. How clear were you? Have you ever known me to hide anything? (laughs) I'm just asking. Look look what happened today at practice. I know. Have you ever known me to... (laughs) 
hold back. Mm -hmm. No, there, there, there's an I, I was completely honest about everything, about everything. Let me read to you what Sid wrote again. Please do. Okay, because you just heard that, right? I did. We're not crazy, right? And everybody who was listening, they heard that as well. Some media outlets this week reported Butler requested a trade immediately following the Wolves' exit from the playoffs last season against Houston. Taylor said as far as he knows, that is incorrect. And then I'll read you the quote quickly, and then I, and then I fully expect to see your head launching off of your shoulder, sir. Okay. Here's the quote from Taylor to Sid. Back about three weeks ago when Butler's request came out in the news, Tibbs called me and said that he had a meeting with Butler out on the West Coast, and Butler to had told him at that point he wanted to be traded, Taylor recalled. That was the first I had heard anything about it. Which means there's a very good chance that you were simply lied to by your head coach and president of basketball operations. Yeah. Because if Jimmy Butler had a conversation with Tom Thibodeau four days after the season ended about his frustrations and, you know, and I don't I don't know if he actually said four days after the season, if he said, Tibbs, you need to trade me. But obviously Butler was very upset and he voiced his frustrations with the entire situation with the organization four days after the season ended. And that was not reported. That came from the horse's mouth. That came from Jimmy Butler himself. Himself. He said that on national TV. Keep going. I'm not going to stop you. To Rachel Nichols. It was not reported. We didn't report that. Nobody reported that. We all watched on TV. On ESPN, when Rachel Nichols was talking to Jimmy Butler, and he said it himself, four days. And he repeated it. He said, four days. Twice, Judd, he said, four days. We didn't report anything. KG, your thoughts? I totally understand him. I totally get it. And he's dealing with Glenn, who, who doesn't know about basketball. Glenn, Glenn probably Taylor. Great, yeah, probably well, I think a, we weren't concerned about the time apart. I know. You know how to make money, but he don't know anything about basketball. I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? We are thanking Glenn Taylor and Tibbs for creating this circus. Yeah, I went to the Wild true. game last night. Do you know how boring they are? Do you know how dreadful that was to watch? Do you, do you realize I was once a guy who wouldn't leave a game early? I thought about after the first period checking out. I'm thanking these two. Yeah. Do you know what they've given us? They've given us the gift of chaos. <laughs> and that is such a special gift. Yeah. Well, it's like I told you. I as as a radio and podcast producer, yes, I love this stuff because it just you, it, it 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 does add a lot of fun to to my job. And do you it, know how much fun intrigue. Friday night is going to be? Oh, it's going to be something, man. Kevin Love is going to say, "Why aren't you booing me anymore?" <laughs> We're gonna. We should cheer Kevin Love on Friday night. That's what we should do. We should cheer him. We should say, you know what? In the Wolves' dysfunction, you played a small role. Thank you for doing that. You've made this so much fun. All of you, J.R. Ryder, Christian Leitner. Stefan Marbury, Googs, Darko Milicic, Darko, all of you, thank you. Show of hands. Thank David Kahn. Let's bring, you know what? All dysfunction team. Let's do it. Let's get the all dysfunction team together. Let's parade them out at Target Center and let's give them all a big round of applause Hang because on. they've made it so much more fun. And let's not forget this. What Beasley is, he's a very 
young and immature kid who smoked too much marijuana. And do you know what? If Michael Beasley went and played for the Toronto Raptors today, he could be as high as a kite, and it'd be totally legal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, from Manny and me to you, embrace the dysfunction. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. Dot com. Are you ready? Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. We are ready. Now back to Mackie and John. Ready! On 1500 ESPN. All right, let's take a look at your traffic here in the TCL Broadcast Studios. 94 westbound, we have a crash uh, between 35W and uh, uh, Highway 65. I'm tongue-tied right now, forgive me. Uh, This uh, traffic update is brought to you by Better Business Bureau. I'm calm now. Glenn Taylor had me all worked up last last segment. I don't blame you on that. I'm just trying to relax. Embrace the chaos, as I told you. Uh, That crash uh, in Minneapolis adding about 19 minutes to your commute. And uh, also, 694 eastbound, we have a crash in New Brighton. Uh, That's between Long Lake Road and 35W. Factor in an extra four minutes there. Join Better Business Bureau at the Torch Awards for Ethics. BBB's Torch Award embodies Better Business Bureau's mission of advancing trust in the marketplace. 14 businesses will be honored at U.S. Bank Stadium October 24th. Purchase tickets at bbb.org slash Minnesota. Hey, I want a scoop, baby. Scoop. Are you happy now? Scoop song's back this week. It was gone last week. Massive ego, so thank you. By the way, I'm shocked that you two were worked up last segment. Absolutely well, we floored. Were. You two? No. <laughs> I was worked up because I was almost in tears in, in thanks to Glenn and Tom for giving me chaos. <laughs> I told Manny, I realized I'm that. I'm enjoying this, too. I have to admit, I'm fired up, but I, I am enjoying all of Doogie, this. Doogie, after going and watching The Wild last night, and being so bored that I considered departing after the first period, and I'm probably the biggest hockey guy that you know, I have embraced the dysfunction at Target Center. So what you're hoping for is this thing drags on until, when is the deadline, Manny? Is it February 6th, February 7th? I think it's February 7th. It's the first week of February. I can't remember the specific date. But that is what you are rooting for. Now, yes. You want to trade later rather than sooner. I want Jimmy Butler to become so frustrated that that as we put on our 1500 ESPN Twitter poll today, he either punches Wiggins, Towns, or Tibbs, or all three. I want a bench. I want the first NBA bench clearing brawl during a game that doesn't involve the opponent. That's what I want. I'm going their path. I'm with them now. Well, let me give you another path. Where would this rank on your scale of dysfunction? If Jimmy blows out his knee, if Jimmy suffers some sort of hey. catastrophic injury. Hey, that is that that is what, because I know the thought has been by a lot of people that the Wolves are making the right play by holding on to him into the season because who knows, somebody might get hurt, you know, from somebody else that's, you know, might be desperate to get Jimmy Butler and then you can get a better deal for him. But you got to think about what happens if Jimmy hurts himself. And then you I mean, can't move him. Considering how hard he plays. Now, I wonder yep. if he'll actually back off just a touch. When he looks at last year, DeMarcus Cousins was in line to get over $100 million this summer. He ends up signing a one-year deal for just over $5 million with Golden State <laughs> after he blows his Achilles. So you're saying Jimmy's going to hurt himself and then 
go sign with the Warriors for the mid-level Knicks. I mean, that's the thing. Or Isaiah Thomas, right? I mean, what's the money yeah. that Isaiah got from Denver? He was in line for big money. Yep. He gets hurt. So in the back of Jimmy's mind, or the front of Bernie Lee's mind, mm-hmm. Jimmy's agent, mm-hmm. they have to be thinking about that. That Jimmy, you're putting your body on the line. The most important thing isn't trying to help the Wolves win games. It's so that you're healthy come next July. Would, that you can get that $100 million contract a year from would now. Would Jimmy at some point then here, if uh, if we continue to not get a trade, say, I've got a bad knee? I don't know. I don't have that sense right now. I think Jimmy's DNA tells him to play and play incredibly hard. Okay, let me stop you right there really quick, though. With guys like this, I think Jimmy's DNA tells him when he's on the court to play super hard. I think that guys like Jimmy, though, can be told on an arbitrary Wednesday afternoon before a game, we're 18 games in. They're not training you. Your knee needs to be scoped. And guys like Jimmy say, okay. I don't know if he goes the scope route. Well, I thought that just, was a I'm possibility just, a couple I'm saying, weeks let's ago. Not, let's right not, now, I don't think that's a possibility. Dude, I'm just saying, let's not confuse effort on the court once you're there with being told from a business standpoint when you're talking to your agent this no longer makes sense for you to continue playing because of the risk factor. So what you're saying then is it's on Scott Layden to find a trade, a workable trade, ASAP, right? That's what Glenn Taylor's told him to do. That's what Jimmy was promised in the meeting on Sunday. Well, he was promised that even before that Sunday conversation. Okay. I mean, that wasn't the first time that Jimmy and Glenn Taylor had talked. Okay. And Jimmy was supposed to be at practice weeks prior being a good teammate. And so he disobeyed Glenn's word. Glenn's word was, hey, we will work diligently to trade you. We need to get the right offer, but we will work hard. We will satisfy your request. Just show up. And Jimmy doesn't show up for three weeks. I heard Kevin McHale on NBA TV on Tuesday, and he made some good points. He goes, if I were one of Jimmy's teammates, Mm -hmm. Jimmy doesn't show up for three weeks. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden he shows up. He shows up late. Mm -hmm. Then he runs the practice. Mm -hmm. Then he leaves early. Then the next day he calls a players-only meeting. Did not one player say bleep you, Jimmy? What the bleep are you trying to pull off? Who the bleep do you think you are? You don't show up for three weeks. You talk about how much you love basketball, yet you don't show up for three weeks? I thought Mikhail was spot on on that. Which is why I, I think he would declare himself injured. Maybe. I also told you I believe the reason why he was allowed to run that practice mainly and why, to your point, that the next day when he called the players together to talk to them, that they have so little respect for Tibbs that they're out on the team. I think you tell Jimmy Butler to bleep himself if you're in on the team. But if I'm Teague or Taj, I'm looking at my coach now and saying, you're a buffoon. This team is just a joke. What do I care? I can't speak for Teague or Taj. I can tell you. that, But that would be my mentality as an older player. Yeah. And if I'm a young player, Wiggy is just lost, I think. And I don't I don't necessarily, I wouldn't claim to get Cat personally. Like, I, I don't know what's going through his mind. That's fair. Although I, just, I don't think Wiggins is lost forever. Maybe right now he is. He's still, to me, he's still salvageable. There's still something there. The right coach that wants to play fast. I mean, you can still get something from Wiggins. I will tell you this much. If you look at the guys that were released, I mean, there's a bunch of newcomers, including the guys that were released. I won't say who the player is. 
But the agent for this player told me, the player told him, I can't believe you put me in this situation. The dysfunction here. Do you know who the player is? Oh, of course I do. I've seen this quote and I'm just so juicy. I'd love to know who it is. But the player told his agent, what the heck did you do to me? Oh, it's got to be. I've never seen anything like this. Can I guess? No, I'm not going to say it. It's got to be Tolliver. Not Tolliver. Respectable No, Anthony. You know what? Anthony at 33. I mean, A, Anthony loves it here in Minnesota. His family loves it here in Minnesota. I mean, remember, Anthony, heck, the Clippers, the owner, Doc Rivers, and Lawrence Frank in the front office. I mean, they flew to Dallas to meet with Anthony. And he told the Clippers no. Like, the Clippers said, Anthony, we want you so badly. It was a comparable offer. And Anthony said no. He likes Tibbs. He liked the idea of playing for Tibbs. He still likes Tibbs, and he loves it here in Minnesota. So, no, I can tell you that. It's not Oliver. But good guess. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll also add this. Mm -hmm. I can tell you this, that the reason the talks with Miami broke down, my understanding is that Tibbs doesn't want anything to do with the Dion Waiters contract. Now, me personally, I told you this last week or the week prior, I stand by it. That just to acquire Josh Richardson, I think Josh Richardson in any Butler deal would be a win. And he's about to start the first of a four-year deal, a -hmm. team-friendly four-year deal. Very team-friendly. He's not a household name, right? Former second-round pick. he's very good. Most people don't know who Josh Richardson is, but he is a really good player. Mm -hmm. If you can get Josh Richardson in any Butler deal just to move on from the dysfunction, I would do it. So that means I would take Deion Waiters. But it is a defensible point of view. You can't necessarily say, Tibbs, you're an idiot for taking this stand. Deion Waiters is due $36 million over the next three years. Mm -hmm. He came into training camp badly out of shape. I mean, it is. I'm telling you, it's defensible to say, I want nothing to do with Deion Waiters. So as good as Josh Richardson is, as good as a future draft pick is, I can't do this. I can't make this trade. And that's where the talks fell through. That they made it to, to use the football cliche, the five-yard line, the medical records exchanged, what, about 10 days ago, two weekends ago. The Heat and the Wolves were so close to a trade. But in the end, the Wolves said, we cannot accept Dion Waiters. Does Tom Thibodeau, I mean, I, I, I was going to ask, does Tom Thibodeau want to trade Jimmy Butler? I'm, no! I'm guessing it's no. But no! I guess, is, I, I guess let me... Same re- as months me, ago when we've talked me, about this. No! Let me let me rephrase the question. Is, is he willing to trade Jimmy Butler? Considering the, 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 the current circumstances with this team right now, is he actually objectively willing to do it? Because I know he doesn't want to, but is he actually willing to do it? And that is the slippery slope, Manny. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yep. That is a really good question. And there are league folks who don't believe that Tibbs, under any circumstance, will trade Jimmy Butler. That's where I feel like, at some point, owner Glenn Taylor will get heavily involved. Now, I know there was the report shortly after the trade request was announced on, what, September 18th, September 19th. Glenn was in New York for Board of Governors meetings, so he was around other owners. There was a national report that Glenn told other owners, hey, come to me. Let's make this thing happen. And I do think there's a shed of 
of a shred of truth to that. Mm-hmm. But my understanding is Glenn has deferred to Tom and Scott Scott Layden, the GM, throughout this whole process. And that's why that New York Times report from a week, week and a half ago, and I love Mark Stein, but Glenn didn't balk at, at any sort of offer. It wasn't Glenn. Right. Glenn is deferring to these guys. But I'm telling you, as we get closer to February 7th, Glenn is going to get involved because logic will prevail. You know that Jimmy is going to leave you. You know you're not winning a championship so, this year. So does Tib, does you Tib need to get still, something for that guy. Does Tibbs still think he can convince Jimmy to change his mind? Well, I think there's probably some truth to that. What's the timetable? I mean, the Wolves still have so what, the so, ability to pay him more than anybody else, right, Manny? Five years, $190 million. Nobody mm-hmm. else can pay him that right now. So what's the timetable here? Like, if you had to guess when, are, are, are we talking Glenn gets involved in a month? Are we talking that, that they would walk this up to the deadline? Because to me, at some point, you are inviting disaster here. Jimmy's going to melt down again. He's going to go crazy. And and it, the, the, these outbursts are going to probably, judging from how he does his business, get progressively worse. So I'm half joking about a fight, but that's going to go down to I'm not joking in about a month. He's going to punch somebody. He's going to do. He's going to do something that is going to make them have to suspend him. I don't know if he's going to punch anybody, but I do think he, I do sense that there will be some sort of blow up if this. Well, what's if next? They go, if well, they go, next? if they go, go deep into the season and they still haven't moved him yet because he wants out. Right, but what's next? He doesn't want to be here anymore. He's going to show up and play. Obviously. I don't think he's punching a teammate though. I think he's far too smart. He might be too smart for his own good. But he's not that dumb. Oh, you could punch tips. verbal abuse. Yes, but see, that's what to I'm take thinking. it to the level of physical you could lay, abuse. Could lay Tibbs out if you if you yeah, really wanted to get creative. I don't see it. I mean, I'm not. I don't. But to answer your question, it, I think it's fluid. This is not good. This is not going to be good. I mean, I think, honest to God, it's fluid. And does the possibility exist that some team that isn't being talked about right now? I had one league executive say Denver to me that Denver hasn't made the playoffs for six years. Denver's got a lot of assets, but a team like Denver get involved. I mean, right now, I would still bet on Miami, but Houston still has interest. The Nets are on the outside looking in. Philadelphia would make some sense. Jimmy has expressed some desire to play in Philadelphia, much like he's expressed desire to play in Miami, Los Angeles, New York. I mean, multiple places, but Philadelphia included. I bet you the Sixers are more willing to give up Markel Fultz now. Well, so I'm just saying, is there is there <laughs> another team right that gets into the mix? So that's why I, I do. I think it's fluid. I mean, if they get the right offer in right, two but, weeks, I think he's gone in two weeks. And, but and, is it possible this thing goes until February 6th? And yeah, that possibility some, does exist. And there is some validity to the idea of holding on to Jimmy until, you know, December. What what's What's the day that? Guys who just signed this summer, yeah, can, December fifteenth. So like Wayne yeah. Ellington can be traded starting yeah. December. So there, 15th. there is that possibility. But too, you guys, but you're taking the risk if Jimmy gets but, hurt. But you guys, between now and then, you're still not factoring in the fact that unless Glenn Taylor steps in and makes the trade, no one's going to make this trade. But mm-hmm. Glenn, I'm just telling you. So, but I expect Glenn okay, to so get involved. So he'll make the trade and ultimately pull the trigger. Yes. Uh, Sid had. Sid talked to Glenn yesterday and had a lengthy column in the Star Tribune about it today in which he also said, quoted Glenn as saying that Tibbs is safe job-wise for now. How long do you think that's true for? I think he's here for the season. I would be surprised if something happened middle of the season. It would have to really go off the rails, right? Yeah, it would. And actually, you know what? I mean, you just you look at the first four games. 
at San Antonio, Cleveland here over the weekend, at Dallas, Indiana. I mean, would it shock you if they started 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh, and then just go from there? The schedule gets marketedly more difficult thereafter. It's a pretty tough first 15 to 20 games. But these first four games, I mean, they can win some games. You know, so unless it went way off the rails, I fully expect Tibbs to coach the entire year. But let me remind you that if they had lost the Denver game, now you can argue mm-hmm. it shouldn't have come down to just one game. But if they had lost the Denver game in April and missed the playoffs, some sort of change was happening. They go fire Laden. I think it was more likely, yes, some sort of shakeup in the front office. Maybe Tibbs's power being stripped. Although one thing I still can't answer: what is the language in Tibbs's contract? Hmm. Is the language such that he actually can't be stripped of his president of operations power? But that there would have been some sort of shakeup, and yeah, more than likely. It would have been Layden, not Tibbs. I I never got the sense in April that Tibbs was in trouble. But yeah, I think if they lost that one game playing to make the playoffs, that something was going to happen. So the fact that Glenn contemplated that going back to April, some sort of change is still, my belief, is still on Glenn's mind. Your thoughts, Doogie, on uh, Garnett's comments last night on TNT about Glenn Taylor. Totally understand him. I totally get it. And he's dealing with Glenn, who, who doesn't know shit about basketball. Glenn, Glenn probably Taylor. Is a great, yeah, probably. Well, I is think a, we weren't concerned about the Taylor part. I know. You know how to make, you know make, you know make money, but he don't know anything about basketball. We knew the relationship was not good, and uh, this is confirmation that um, number 21 will be going the rafters someday at Target Center. I don't think it'll be with Glenn owning this basketball team. I would agree. Yeah, it'll be when somebody else, Meyer Orbach, who's number two in the ownership group, the businessman from New York, or somebody else. But he would be the guy I would look at at some point being the majority owner. might be three, four, five years from now, but he would be the name that I would circle. But yeah, certainly, as long as Glenn is the majority owner, yes, I don't foresee a night where 21 goes up into the rafters. I mean, this thing goes deep. I mean, remember it was, what? It was right before the 07 trade. Glenn talked about KG tanking. Those were Glenn's words, verbatim, tanking. I remember that. KG set out the final three, four, five games of that season. And Glenn said KG tanked it. So it started there. Then the trade happens. Then Flip convinces KG to waive his no-trade clause. Remember, when KG was with the Nets, his contract contained a full no-trade clause. KG could have said no. Even though the Wolves put Thaddeus Young, whatever else they put on the table there, he could have said no, I'm staying in Brooklyn. But he waives his no-trade clause because Flip made some verbal assurances about post-playing career, getting involved even in ownership. Now, how much of that was communicated to Glenn? I'm not entirely sure. But do I feel like Flip communicated at least some of that to Glenn? I do. And then, unfortunately, Flip passes three years ago, and everything changed, where KG then doesn't get what he was promised. You know, doesn't get involved in the organization post-playing career. So this thing is now personal for KG. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially depending on exactly what Flip promised him to waive his no-trade clause. You know, but it is. It's deeply personal. He's so, yeah, there's big, there's KG's nothing a, happening with KG and Glenn Taylor anytime soon. KG's a Target big Center. loyalty guy, man. He's Huge. a big loyalty guy. I mean, even the whole thing with Ray Allen, when Ray Allen left the Celtics and went to the Heat, and that... that still stung with him for years after that. I mean, that's just, 
that's just the kind of guy KG is. He's really big on loyalty and keeping sticking to your word. And if you go back on your word on anything or things change, then he goes in a different direction. Now, the invite is sitting there. I mean, Glenn was on these airwaves. I filled in for you. Heck, maybe you were even in the studio. Maybe it was me and you one day. I had Glenn Taylor on the 9 to 1 Mackie and Judd show going back. Those were the days. I don't know, a year or so, give or take. Yep. And Glenn was a guest. It wasn't a podcast. It was definitely radio. Well, maybe it was a podcast. But either way, the audio exists somewhere where Glenn said, now I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the idea was KG's been extended the invitation that whenever he wants to say yes, he can. That the jersey will go into the rafters. We will honor Kevin Garnett, but it's on KG to say yes. Now, I checked with some people close to KG shortly after Glenn made those comments to me, and that side is saying no. The invitation mm-hmm. has never been extended. That so it's a lot of is, he said versus he said. That whole thing is a shame. It's a big it's, time it's, shame. It's, it's a real, it's a real there, shame, man. Is there fault on both sides, or do, do you fault one side more than the other? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, if Flip promised KG a stake in ownership, and, and he'd have to invest his money, but a stake in ownership, and Glenn was aware of that and then went back on his word, mm-hmm. then I side with KG. Mm-hmm. But I guess I need to know for sure. And it's just, it's impossible, right? Because there's two different versions. Yeah. And the only person who really knows left us three years ago, far too soon. So I just, I I don't know. I need to have all the information. And unfortunately, I don't have all the information. You know, but if you're Glenn, you know, obviously nothing was put in writing. I mean, Glenn learned his lesson going back to the Joe Smith fiasco. So nothing was put in writing. You know, but hey, Glenn certainly benefited. I mean, you were there that night, the game against the Wizards. KG was in Florida. Return. I watched it. A oh, twin okay. Spring you were training, I thought we were sitting next to each other. It was fantastic. It was, it was, it was fun. But anyway, I mean, you know, lost season. Yeah. Yet 20,000 people in the building. I mean, that was an unforgettable night. Program Although guy. I can't remember who I was sitting next to. But it was an unforgettable guy, night. Program guy was there with his wrapped up program, banging it <laughs> like he was mussy again. Correct. <laughs> he never comes to games now. No. Jiggly, what's his face? The fat guy with the big belly was dancing. About the good old days, right? With Jimmy Jam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dark Star courtside, Jimmy Jam courtside, right? Back day, program guy. I mean, I don't even know if we can say the good old days, but compared to now, certainly. I remember that first, that first, uh, or it might have been the Seattle series, the second year they made the playoffs, and they would show Kirby Puckett in the stands. Sure, you know, pumping his fist, and that was it was fun, man. Yeah, need to get back to that Ventura. And every yeah. and the sad thing is, every time that you think you're close to get, getting back to that, something happens. Really, every single time, the Butler trade was supposed to get you back there. Yep. I mean, thirty years, and all we can think about is all the dysfunction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tonight is their thirtieth season opener. I, I yep. said, I, and that's all we Friday, really talk about. Friday night is all the messed up stuff. Friday night, Dukes. Let's have an all Wolves dysfunction team, all time. Let's bring them all back. <laughs> Oof. Love, where, where do you begin? Marbury, Ryder, uh, Googliata, Khan. Yeah. yeah, you could have you could put together a five to ten person group of all dysfunction wolves that would be great fun to sell it. Leitner, Rambus, yeah, Beasley. <laughs> I mean, let's just bring them all back. Smoke let's too much marijuana. Let's celebrate what we're good at. 
complete dysfunction <sighs> and chaos. Thanks, Doogie. Thanks, Doogie. All right, boys. All right. Uh, when, TCL Broadcast Studios, when we come back, uh, believe it or not, Jimmy Butler, I already contend today in San Antonio, percolating on something else that's going to make him blow a stack. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Start churning butter and put on your church shoes, little sister, because we're about to blast off. On 1500 ESPN. TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd. Phil will join the show at 4 o'clock. Until then, Judd and Manny, let's see what we got here. I forgot to plug this. There is a new uh, Scoop podcast that was taped last night. Doogie and David Thorpe, former ESPN NBA analyst, that you can find right now, 1500ESPN.com, Podcast One, or iTunes. That's a new Scoop podcast. Also, our uh, our 1500ESPN Twitter poll right now. You can go to uh, Twitter and vote on this. 1500ESPN, the question is, the next Jimmy Butler meltdown will be, A, another verbal outburst, B, he will punch Towns, C, he will punch Wiggins, or D, he will punch Tibbs. 58% of you are predicting the boring verbal outburst. 17% predict he will punch Wiggy. 15% predicting that he will punch Tibbs. And only 10% saying that he will punch Cat. You just want chaos, don't you? I've got chaos. I want to hold on to it now. I'm a chaos junkie. I am no, I've got it. I've got it. That's I'm embracing it now. I'm done. I'm done trying to spew logic here. The logic's gone. This it's out is, the window. It is. This is now complete chaos. This was Jimmy Butler the morning. Let's see if I can find this here. This was Jimmy Butler this morning after shoot around in San Antonio talking about tonight's game. I think we'll bring it. Um, if not, you'll see me yelling at people. That's what I'm supposed to do. Um, you see me talking to some guys nicely. That's what I'm supposed to do. But uh, I think all in all, if we go out here and we just play hard um, for however many minutes the game needs for us to play in order to win, we'll be okay. Got to right. play hard for 48 minutes, Jimmy. All right, I'm going to play it again, and I'm going to stop it at the absolute key point that I just love. I think we'll bring it. Um, if not, you'll see me yelling at people. That's what I'm supposed to do. Um, you'll see me talking to some guys nicely. That's what I'm supposed to do. Well, Jimmy, if you're going to give us a quote like that, just say Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. So who is he going to yell at and his who te- is he going to talk to nicely? He's going to yell at his teammates who he feels are real-life basketball players who embrace the game professionally. And he's going to, what he's basically saying there is, I've been told by Glenn Taylor that in order for me to be traded, if I'm mad at Cat or Andrew, I'm supposed to be very nice about it. That's exactly what he's saying. He should just come out and say that. So he's going to be nice to Cat and Wiggs. Yeah, if, and, if, he's gonna be, and he's going to yell at like Taj and Jeff Teague and, and Derek. Anthony Tolliver and Derek Rose. Absolutely. And- <laughs> That's exactly what he's saying. He is He is saying, the this is why, this is... Is he going to yell at Tyus, do you think? Or is he going to be nice to Tyus? Because Tyus is a young guy. I would guess he would yell at Tyus because I think he respects him. Mm-hmm. This is a crockpot, Manny. Maybe that should be a new poll. Who will Jimmy Butler yell at and who will he be nice to? Hey, tonight? you know what? Why not? <laughs> Why not? But you know, okay, you know, you know, Andrew and Carl are off limits. You know they are. The, the, this is why the trade, this, Manny, he's a crockpot. 
He's simmering, but he's going to blow. That quote gives us exactly what the agreement is. The agreement is you're going to trade me as soon as you possibly can. You've agreed to that. And I am not going to yell at what you perceive to be your two young stars. Should we take some calls on this? I want to hear what people think. Sure. 651-646-8255. Who will Jimmy? Jimmy Butler says he's going to yell at some people tonight, and he's going to be nice to some people tonight because that's what he's supposed to do. That's what he says he's supposed to do. So give us a call, 651-646-8255. Who will Jimmy Butler yell at tonight, and who will he be nice to tonight? People, people. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout on 1500 ESPN. Mac and Judd now continue. What now? What now? Let me tell you what now. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. All right, quick check on your traffic. Uh, We have a crash in Brooklyn Center, uh, 694 eastbound. That's adding about nine minutes to your commute if you're in that area. Uh, That is between Highway 100 and 252. Uh, Again, that's in Brooklyn Center, 694 eastbound. Prepare for an extra nine minutes there. And 94 westbound, we have a crash in Minneapolis near 35W, uh, adding about 12 minutes to your commute there. I think we'll bring it. If not, you'll see me yelling at people. That's what I'm supposed to do. Um, you see me talking to some guys nicely. That's what I'm supposed to do. But uh, I think all in all, if we go out here and we just play hard um, for however many minutes the game needs for us to play in order to win, we'll be okay. Have you embraced Wolves' chaos and complete dysfunction like I have? 651-646-8255. Gregory, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Not much. Just basking in, basking in, in the fact this basketball team can't get out of its own way, which I love. Oh, man, it's ugly. It's ugly. I spoke with Kevin McHale just two days ago, and he was saying that the situation is even uglier than it, than it really is. Really? Yes, sir. What yes, can you sir. tell us? What can you tell airport. us? Well, Kevin McHale said that, in his opinion, he felt like Thibodeau was putting the wrong pieces around Carl Anthony Towns and he specifically said Derrick Rose, for one. He said Rose does not fit whatever, like how Cat plays. Rose doesn't fit how Cat plays at all, and Rose shouldn't even be on the team. Really? That's very interesting. Yes, sir. Appreciate the call. Manny, your thoughts about that, which (laughs) I wasn't expecting, but what the heck? Let's go down that path. Uh, Well, I mean... Listen, I was not really in favor of the Derrick Rose signing because I just didn't think that he, I mean, to what the callers said that apparently Kevin McHale told him, that I just didn't think Derrick Rose fit what they needed, which was a defender and a shooter. And he's, Derrick Rose is not a shooter. And don't give me, well, he hit 54% of his threes in the playoffs. Sample size, people. It was five games. Sure. All right, so I don't want to hear that Derrick Rose is under 30% as a three-point shooter for his career. So don't give me that five-game sample crap in the playoffs. All right? And, I mean, Derrick came in and he played hard. I will give him that, but he's he's not locking anybody down. You know, so I – but that was – Tibbs' guy, you know, another it's just another one of those Bulls guys. He's got to go get a Bulls guy because he's that's what he's comfortable with. So. Do you think that these guys like Taj and, and, and Derek 
and Luau, do you think that they want to play for Tibbs or that they basically are so close to being done that they take the job because Tibbs offers the job? Because there's like this big loyalty storyline that goes around, and I look at these guys as, for the most part, sort of broken down players, and he's and they've got one guy that still loves them. Yeah, I mean, I well, here's, I mean, I'll, I'll speak on Taj in particular. Now, I like Taj a lot. Like, I think he 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 had a terrific year last year, had the best season of his career, and they do not win that Denver game in the last day of the season without him. Mm-hmm. But you know. Taj was a nice pickup, but he wasn't a needed pickup, if that makes sense, because they already had Gorgie to start in that position and everything. And let's be honest, Taj got paid a lot of money. Taj's making fourteen million dollars this year, right? Right, but but if you're Taj, but if you're Taj, you take that and run to the bank. My, Absolutely. My point being is, is it because you like Tom, or because Tom is paying you so much damn money compared to what you'd get from, let's say, I, the Clippers? That I would you guess just it was a little tolerate bit, him. I would guess it was a little bit of both, and I think if if it was a situation where the relationship with Taj and Tibbs wasn't good, maybe, or I was a little rocky, I don't yep. know if it was or not. Yep. That I would assume that the money, being what it was probably told Taj, yeah, well, this is good money and it's an opportunity for us to win, so we'll just roll with it. 651-646-8255. Are you embracing the Wolves dysfunction? Mackie joins the conversation next. We are in the TCL Broadcast Studios. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers! On 1500 ESPN.